Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Wednesday. Still outside, battling through COVID. Come on in and stay a while. Got a lot of things to talk about. Chris Mannix is going to let loose on the Lakers front office here, I think, coming up in a couple of minutes. Basketball last night, it wasn't close. Jimmy Butler scored 23. Heat blow out the Sixers. They lead three games to two. Suns up three games to two in their Western Conference semi-series. They took a 22-point lead into the fourth quarter, coasted to uh, a relatively easy win. Devin Booker scored 28 last night. By the way, that time of the year again, the NFL's coming back, and you can stream schedule release 22 on Peacock. Don't miss the breakdown of the regular season schedule, division by division, plus analysis of the top matchups, primetime games. Watch it tomorrow at 8 Eastern on Peacock. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Seton, would you update the poll results from the first hour? Dan, best booth uh, right now, 44% of the audience say CBS. Um, this hour, we could change it up to uh, something along the lines of you know, should pl- NBA player contracts be tied to awards, yes or no? Ooh, okay. Well, we can, can also do from Twitter, you can only have one, shredded abs or jacked arms. Oh. <laughs> well, Todd has had jacked arms. Ooh, had, past tense. Oh, Yeah, they well, lost no, a little bit. They're, they're a little softer than they used to be. Well, they're still, you got large arms. You have offensive lineman arms. Yeah, but as you get older and if you're, you know, as, and you're not working out as much, the, you know, the big arms become soft big Well, you're, arms. Not, you're not working out at all. You're not, you're, no, well, I'm talking about like when you're lifting, you know, the ice cream, pint of ice cream. Does yeah. that count as working out? I'm going to take abs. Well, I can't get arms. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'd go abs. You, you can make arms better and more presentable. Oh, yeah. Abs is a lot more work. And you, you can eat whatever you want and have big arms. 
No offense, Todd. But you also have to have the opportunity to show off your abs. Like if you if you got big arms, you can show off your arms. Like, you can't go, hey, I'm going to go to the party. You get to the party and you go, wow, it's warm in here. I'm going to take off my shirt and be like, uh, it's, not, it's not warm. But if I had a six-pack, I would find ways to take my shirt off. Yes, Eden. Backyard barbecue? Go to somebody's <laughs> house with a pool? Yeah, I'll go for a swim. Yeah, but I don't want to be at a barbecue when... <laughs> Guys have their shirts off. Like, I don't know. Getting all wet and slippery? Come on, Dan. Have some fun. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, Marv. So next time you do it, oh, let me take off my shirt. It's pretty hot in here. Oh, Dan, is, isn't this the Christmas party? So? Yeah. Do you have abs? Because we know you have small feet and you have small hands. So we, you know, we're. You know, it's, it's funny. When I was young. The abs were there. Oh, the old abs were I was, there. I was running track. Oh. And look, the bird, I let the bird out of the cage. I had a bird chest, but the abs were there. Okay. There was some definition in the arms. Hmm. Like no, like there was no size to them, but there was definition. Okay. Right. Not the size of the boat. It's the, never mind. I know. Okay. I got it. Yes, Paulie. You know, if you watch those, uh, when a team wins a championship and they go on the parade, all the athletes, a lot of the athletes the past 10 years, Gronk and others, they take their shirts off. I think they do that just I mean, obviously they're parting, but they're all like, I did all this work yeah. all year. Yeah. Like remember Aaron Donald? Not exactly a showy me first guy, but when the when the Rams won the Super Bowl, he was shirtless. He's like, I'm six foot two eighty and I've got abs. Yeah. Nobody on earth has that. And you know what? And I can't show them during the game because I can't go Zeke Elliott half shirt. Mm. And I think that's why guys like Aaron Donald do that. They're like, I got abs. Ooh. Yeah, Marv. There was a thing in the nineties. If you guys look back at Miami, Notre Dame, whoever you want to name, all those guys, yeah. like your running backs, they would all play with their, like, their abs out. I was like crop tops. Yeah. I wasn't going to talk bad about Derrick Brooks wearing a crop top, but he was. And abs for days. Like, you know, let me show you guys this. And Dion, Dion did it. I don't know if uh, Zeke Elliott needs to do it. Like, I'd probably do full jersey if I'm uh, Zeke Elliott. Yeah, he does Burger Donald's sometimes with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get phone calls coming up. Uh, We'll talk about Tom Brady's deal with Fox, and I think it's going to be a bargain for Fox. Don't just look at it as football. Look at it as Tom Brady is going to do a lot of things for Fox. And some of that will be broadcasting. Some of that will be just going out with clients. Uh, Yeah, Paul? It could be Fox News at some point. With Tom's background, don't write that off because that guy – the Maybe. guy has uh, said that kind of stuff before. Maybe. Chris Mannix, senior NBA writer for uh, Sports Illustrated, set to join us. Chris, let me start with, we'll get to the Lakers and some of this other stuff here in a moment, but I want to ask you about, uh, you know, teams not showing up in the playoffs, and then they say, well, you know, we just didn't have effort last night. Uh, you know, what do you make of that when you hear that excuse? Zeroing in on the Sixers, right? Like, Embiid, you can explain. Like, he's got a broken face. And, and every time he gets touched in that face, it, it clearly causes him an incredible amount of pain. So I think that's why he wasn't the physical player we're used to seeing uh, throughout most of the season. Because, you know, he starts banging down there, and you know, the pain ratchets up. But it's a lot of pain to be in. have a broken orbital bone, even with a mask on. The guy you can't understand and can't explain is James Harden. Like, 
what is James Harden doing? Like, what is James Harden at this point? He teased us in game four, Dan, with, with that 31 points. He was playmaking. He looked like the James Harden of old in that game four. And then he comes out against Miami in game five and is a complete no-show. Like, he's I, – I just – I don't know what I can to expect from James Harden every single night. And that's frightening for the Sixers, not just going into this elimination game, but then going into the offseason because you got to pay this guy yeah. and you got to tie yourself to him for maybe a quarter of a billion dollars over the next five years. Like he's, it's really frustrating watching James Harden play that well in game four and then be completely overwhelmed in game five. That tells me James Harden is a really diminished version of the player we saw in Houston. Three of these five games, he has gone under 20 points. That can't happen if you want to be a max player in this league. Okay, but why does Philadelphia have to then spend a quarter of a billion dollars on a guy who is going to provide diminishing returns? Okay, but what are you going to do? What's the alternative? If, if he can get – like, all it takes is one bonkers team out there to give James Harden an offer in the offseason, and he could disappear for nothing. And that would leave you with – no Ben Simmons, but, but no James would Harden. Would they be a better team without him, though, Chris? I, I, I would have said so. No is the short answer because he walks away. It's not like you create all this flexibility to go out and sign somebody else. Like your your options got severely limited when you traded all those assets to get him. Not only giving up Ben, but Seth Curry, who was great, the two first round draft picks. You're limited, Dan. Like, yeah. there's only so much you can do. Now, they have to hope that they can that, – that there's some negotiation there. You know, James has that – I think it's $47 million in the player option last year of his contract. I'm sure he doesn't want to opt out of that unless he's guaranteed – you know, it's almost like a Chris Paul situation, right, where Chris opted out, but he got the four years, $120 million on that deal. Like, I think the Sixers got to hope that – James Harden comes to the table with a realistic mindset of what he's worth, but he's not worth that 277 million total that he could potentially get on a new deal, that there's some kind of middle ground that they can all agree to where the Sixers can stomach these diminishing returns. Chris Mannix covers the NBA senior writer for sports illustrated. Uh, John Morant, probably not going to play tonight against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, your assessment of the play by Jordan Poole, was it called correctly? You know, I, I think it was called correctly. And when I've talk, talked to people around the league about Jordan Poole, like he doesn't have this reputation for playing like that. It was a weird play, but it's hard for me to get to the, to this place, Dan, where in that split second, where Jordan Poole is double teaming John Morant. He reaches over and pulls on the knee that's been bothering John Morant for so long. I, I just can't get there. Like, I, I don't know what was going through his mind in that moment. I think going for a steal or even you know, trying to be a little bit sneaky, be physical, grab something to try to get to that ball was going through his mind. But I, I can't get there where it, it was some kind of play where Jordan Poole was trying to hurt John Morant. I think it was just bad luck. Bad play, but bad luck for, for the Grizzlies and John Morant. Uh, Lakers don't have a coach yet. Who are they waiting for? <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's a lot. <laughs> try, try to get a read in the Lakers. 
there's, there's a lot of Mark Jackson talk that's out there right now. Um, I'm not really buying that because I don't think that Rob Palenka uh, wants to hire Mark Jackson. Um, I, I don't know which direction they're going to go. They want a veteran coach. I know that. Um, I don't know which veteran coach is out there. Quinn Snyder, you know, he had his end of the season availability earlier this week and didn't exactly confirm he'd be back. Yeah. You know, wasn't wasn't there. And I think Quinn Snyder would rocket towards the top of the list if he became a coaching free agent. He's got the relationship with the Bus family from his time coaching in South Bay, and he's that not a championship coach, but an established coach. So I think Quinn Snyder would be up there, but I don't think they're very close to making that higher. I mean, Dan, did did you read Plaschke's column with Jeannie Bus this week? Did you? Look at that. Did you hear what Jeannie said in that column? No. Well, it, it was it was interesting. Um, you know, she's she basically admitted to fielding all this advice from all the people we thought she was fielding advice from, from Magic Johnson, from Phil Jackson, to having unflinching faith in this front office. It, it was wild because, you know, my biggest criticism – of the Lakers, Linda, Linda Rambis, Kurt Rambis, the people there, like my biggest criticism of the Lakers is that they are the marquee franchise in the NBA and they are being run like a mom and pop outfit that they are not going out there and looking for the best and the brightest. Like Kurt Rambis has decades of experience in the NBA, but almost none of it is good experience. Like his years as an NBA coach, we're not successful. And to be taking advice from Phil Jackson, who was an excellent coach, but a horrifyingly bad general manager, like is wild. Magic Johnson quit on the team and is still lobbing grenades at the team from the first take desk. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, this is an organization that has the resources to go to Oklahoma City and say, here's a blank, here's one of those publishers clearinghouse checks, Sam Presti. You fill in the number. And saying, Sam, you run our organization. Now, I don't know if he'd take it. I kind of assume he would because it's the Lakers. Um, but they won't do it. And I, I don't I understand that. Like, if you're going to look for why the Lakers can't work their way back into championship contention, it's because they keep making these bizarre decisions that empower Kurt Rambis, that – involve Linda Rambis in an interesting way that, uh, you know, involve, you know, Rob Palenka's, he said this, Rob Palenka's basketball operations staff includes two members of the bus family, not even Jeannie, two other members of the bus. I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't get why, if you're the Lakers, you're not operating more like the Clippers. Like you look at the Clippers front office, you know, Lawrence Frank's a basketball lifer, but he's surrounded by really smart guys, whether it was Michael Winger, Trent Redden, uh, even bringing in my good friend Lee Jenkins to play a role in that front office. Like they're just operating. The Clippers operate like a functional big market franchise and the Lakers operate like something else. And I don't, I don't really understand why. Yeah. Those are great points. You know, you start to look at this and we want to blame Russell Westbrook for last year. Okay. You can blame him. What about all the other years where you didn't do anything other than you won the title in the bubble? I mean, this is a decade, uh, you know, going back to Kobe where, you know, they, you got to go out and see Kobe and that was it. You know, this was, they become a losing franchise, which is, 
amazing to be – they're almost like the Dallas Cowboys in a sense that they're so popular we keep waiting for them to win, or the Yankees every year. Yankees haven't done anything. Cowboys haven't done anything. The Lakers haven't done anything except for the bubble title. Yeah, and and people look, people think I'm overly – I praise Danny Ainge too much sometimes, but like – Danny Ainge would have traded Kobe in a heartbeat. Danny Ange would have let Kobe walk or, or whatever. He would never have allowed those last two years to take place where it was just the Kobe show. And that, like you said, that was it. Um, I, I just, I just don't understand it. Like this is, you know, like Lakers fans don't want to hear this either, but you overpaid for Anthony Davis. Like you had leverage, you know, cause AD only wanted to go to LA and yeah. you gave up the store to yeah. go get Davis. I, I just don't understand it. Like this is, you know, I, I appreciate Jeannie Buss um, respecting loyalty and wanting to keep that inner circle tight, especially when it's filled with like a Laker legend like uh, Magic and Phil Jackson's got a lot of equity within that organization. But, you know, you've got to put all that aside. You've got to hire the very best and, and empower the very best to do that job. That's not what the Lakers are doing. And ultimately, if this team doesn't succeed in the next three or four years. That's probably going to be the reason why. Enjoy the game tonight, Chris. Thanks for joining us as always. You got it, Dan. Chris Mannix, pretty strong opinions there. We'll take a break. We will get to phone calls coming up, but we'll uh, check in with Andrew Marshawn. He broke the news about Tom Brady going to Fox. Is Fox getting a bargain? Have that for you coming up next year. Dan Patrick Show. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve success at different times, different ways. And if you've changed jobs or maybe you're thinking about retiring, you got to think about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. It's a long-winded way of saying retirement's a big deal. And if you're going to invest for retirement, you can't make a mistake. Don't do it alone. For over 130 years, Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personalized retirement plans, understanding the many options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. That's just the start because as a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views. That will enable you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L, Stiefel.com, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown to the Indy 500 is on May 29th on NBC. Next up, the Indy Grand Prix. Saturday, 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. More phone calls. We'll get to those coming up. Andrew Marchand's been a busy man. The New York Post senior sports media columnist and host of Marchand and Arand, the uh, sports media podcast. And, of course, Andrew had the news about Tom Brady going to Fox, signing that 10-year deal. Andrew, uh, explain the timing of this, of Brady signing this deal. Well, they're signing him... Um... For, with the idea that he's one day going to retire, 
you know, when that is, we don't know. Obviously, Brady uh, has been uh, something that we kind of haven't seen the NFL uh, before. Uh, he's going to be 45 uh, to start next season. And so uh, this is for when he retires. Uh, that's when the deal um, will kick in. Uh, in terms of the timing of the deal, uh, when he first announced he'd retired, uh, the Fox did reach out to him and uh his agent did express that Tom had some um, interest. And then, you know, I, and I had that on my radar, but then when he went back to play, it kind of went off the radar. And then t- yesterday, that why why we got the surprise announcement. Okay, was this, did Brady approach Fox or vice versa? It's one of those things, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are kind of in their own class when you talk about uh, people wanting them on TV. Uh, so uh, I just think it's kind of an assumption that Fox would want to talk to Tom Brady, right? Like if Tom Brady comes out, everybody's going to want to talk to him. He's considered the greatest quarterback of all time. He has the personality. He kind of fits everything to a T. Uh, so, you know, who made the first call? Uh, I'd imagine it was probably Fox and then, uh, you know, Brady said, yeah, I got a little interest. And the mothership jumped in. They uh, did. Did Brady leverage this or his agent to say, I'm, I'm open for business here? Yeah. So, you know, the one other place I do know that, you know, had talks with Brady uh, was the ESPN. Uh, but, you know, they already have their full share of quarterbacks to call games. And, you know, they have Joe Buck now and Troy Aikman every week on Monday night starting this season. And then the Manning cast last year uh, with Peyton. Uh, so I think if he had done ESPN, it would be more of like an ESPN play uh, streaming, you know, doing production stuff. And then maybe uh, some pregame shows uh, would have maybe been a possibility. Uh, but, you know, the games is really where the big, big money is located. Although, you know, I think ESPN, Disney would have, you know, the, the idea is to be in business with Tom Brady for a long time. And I think they would have been, they were interested, uh, not the level of $375 million level that Fox went to. See, I thought that this is where Amazon would jump in because they got the deepest pockets. And if you want to make a splash, you can make a splash with Tom Brady. Not that Kirk Herbstreet is not going to be a complimentary partner with Al Michaels. Throw Tom Brady in the mix. You're going to get people's attention. Well, if he had stayed retired, Dan, it's interesting you said that. I haven't mentioned this in any articles. But if he had stayed retired, you got to think that Amazon might have gone even higher, right? Like what would Amazon had paid uh, the team Brady with Al Michaels and to really make that super splash. Um, and then, you know, there, there, there's other things that come along with Tom Brady, right? He has all these companies. Uh, and so there's, there are big deals to be made. And I think when you look at even the Fox deal, um, we don't know how it's all broken down exactly. We just know the number. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's for analyzing games. They talked about the brand ambassador, um, you know, there's some ideas I have that I, you know, I don't know fully. So I don't want to speculate on terms of things he might do, uh, but, but it's, it's more encompassing. So yeah, Amazon did make a lot of sense. The problem with Amazon, I, I even thought about it after is that you can't really hire him like Fox is right. Fox is hiring him to, uh, to call games eventually. Amazon starts its first year next year. And yeah, you could hire somebody else, but it's like Al Michaels and just somebody else who's holding the place for, yeah. for Tom Brady. I don't know. I don't think that can really work. I think Fox is going to get a bargain out of this. You know, it's funny you say that. I think when you look at the history 
he could almost in sports, you know, like we like I'm going to take it off the media. Like, look what the Mets are doing, right? With Steve Cohen, he, he's investing, investing, investing. When Steinbrenner came to the Yankees, he invested, investing. When you are betting on good products like the NFL, I, I'm not saying you can can't. There's not there's no money that that you could spend that'd be too much. But when you think about it. You know, who knows that Tom Brady will fulfill this full 10-year contract, right? He's got a lot of interest, maybe ownership. There's a lot of things that could happen over 10 years. But let's just say you have a relationship with Tom Brady for 10 years, the greatest of all time. And let's say he's okay as a broadcaster. He's doing other things. The way the business is going, uh, you might be right. Like, this might be just a really good deal, especially if he's, if he's into it. Um, and, and, you know, we know Brady enough to think that, um, he's not going to do something where he's not going to be all in kind of like Peyton, uh, you know, with, uh, with what he's doing with Omaha productions, you know, Peyton's all in, like he's working on that. He's not just a figurehead. Um, and I think Brady's similar, of course. And I, and I think he'll work at this. Now, will he be good? That's another question. <laughs> I think he has potential. <laughs> well, that I was going to ask you that. Um, it, it's one of those obvious questions. Like is Brady going to be any good as an analyst? I mean, these things, it's impossible to totally predict. I think, I think personally, I would say I bet more that he will be good. Um, I think when you look at what, you know, if you have the right partner and you've hit on this a number of times, like, and and you know, this from your experience, it's the play by play guy that really makes the analyst. Not that there are analysts who will be good um, despite a play by play guy, but there's the analyst. I mean, the play by play guy is really so having Kevin Burkhart, who is an all around great guy, like everyone loves Kevin Burkhart. Um, it's going to, I think, help him. He's going to try to, he's a good teammate. He's going to try to make Tom Brady successful. And I think that's really important uh, for Brady. Uh, but at the end of the day, like people always get into, will he criticize, right? And it's always a misnomer, right? He doesn't have to go on the air and just kill people to be good. That's not what it is. And it, it's it's telling us things we don't know, things we don't see. And when you watch the Manning cast, to me, like what really separates is Peyton's mind is this working at a higher level, right? He's the, you know, he's arguably, you know, along with Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. And just the things that he points out, you don't hear that in regular broadcasts. And obviously the form is easier to do that, but you imagine Brady, especially when he's just going to be right off the field is going to see things in defenses, point out little things that the average person, the average quarterback doesn't see. And that's where I think he could kind of separate himself and be really good on the air. And the idea that you come on with Tom Brady does give it a little bit more prominence. Now, what's that worth overall that we could argue all day about that, but it does give it a bigger feel if you have Tom Brady involved in your broadcast. I mentioned this the first hour that I would have the Tom cam and I would have the camera behind the quarterback and Tom is the quarterback. He's the camera, and he's saying, okay, uh, this is over here. This is over here. You know, oh, uh, I got the, the safety is over here. I'm going to check down on this play. Then you let, you know, the uh, play-by-play guy call the play, and then you could have it reversed where Tom looks at it from the defensive side of things if you wanted to and say, uh, as the strong safety or the linebacker, this is what I, I see here or I saw here, and you could almost let him be the quarterback while he's doing his job as the analyst. 
Thoughts? Yeah, that's a that that's definitely a, a good idea. The thing you will see more of, I guarantee you, is more two shots uh, where they come back from commercial oh. and they come to the booth and you see Tom Brady. I mean, you, if you have Tom Brady, you want to see him because that's the thing about doing games as compared to studio. You do not see the guys calling the game. So what you say and your voice is much more important than how you look. You know, on studio, you're on camera basically the whole time. And if you have a presence, that's really something that, um, like someone like Drew Brees, for example, on NBC's show, like he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he's not a big guy. Like there's no presence to him on when he's on in studio. Um, and so when you, with Brady, I think you'll see him a lot on camera. They'll try to utilize that. They want you to know that Tom Brady's doing the game, but not hit you over the head with it. And then ultimately it's going to be what he says and you know how he says it and if, he, if he's into it. Um, it's going to be fascinating. We're talking to Andrew Marshawn. He had the news that uh, Tom Brady is going to Fox, that 10-year deal. He's a senior sports media columnist for the uh, New York Post. You know, we, we love imitation here, uh, the Manning cast. And it's hard to replicate that because you got the two brothers there and their relationship. Although we came pretty close, I think, uh, with uh, college basketball. Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird. That was a lot of fun there. I'm going to. Are there other shows that are looking to try to do this Manning cast this upcoming season? Well, there's been other successes, right? Nickelodeon uh, with Noah Eagle and Nate Burleson. Uh, was really good. Um, but, you know, that was only a one-off, right? So they did that. They're going to do that again this year. This year it's going to be in the regular season. Um, you know, next week, Joe Buck is going to do a Buck cast on the PGA Championship with Michael Collins, uh, ESPN's golf uh, analyst. Uh so, yeah, people are going to replicate it. I think you hit it on the head, though. And, and you know this, right? From your, again, Dan, you know, I'm talking to you, right? You, you know as much as I do, if not more about this stuff. But, it's the relationship, right? And so when you talked about uh, Tarasi and Sue Bird, you could tell watching that show, they're good friends. It makes it easy. If you could say whatever you want, and there happens to be a camera there. What made uh, P- Peyton and Eli come alive is Peyton is like, you know, he's great and he's, um, uh, and he knows so much and he sees so much, but he's anal. Like he's so like, everything has to be right. And then Eli's sitting there, you know, making jokes and cracking on Peyton. And like how many other people could do a show with Peyton Manning and just crack on him all the time where it's not like, dude, who do you think you are? And it's like, well, I think I'm, I'm your brother. You know what I mean? I'm your little brother and I did pretty well. You know, I beat Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you didn't do that. Um, and so that's what really made the show uh, jump out. But yeah, there's going to be copycats. I mean, I wouldn't overdo it. And it's interesting, like the Buckcast, it's going to be on main ESPN for that first hour. So when you put on the PGA, uh, I guess it's next Thursday, uh, that first hour is going to be the Buckcast. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reaction is when you start a broadcast like that. And it's not just on, you know, an ESPN two or an ESPN plus, which is where it will eventually move to. Yeah. That doesn't interest me. You know, it just, I, I just want to watch. And, and if I don't want to watch, then I can go someplace else to it. But I don't know. I don't need a bunch of voices in there. I think when it's secondary, it's fine, right? Like you yeah. have to opt in when yeah. it's your main broadcast. That's why I think it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is. When it's the first, again, you can watch the main broadcast for ESPN on the PGA on ESPN Plus, but you got to work for that, right? You're, you're normally just going to put on ESPN and you're going to have the broadcast. Uh, before I let you go, Formula One seems to be the new cool sports uh, on TV. Younger demo seemed to kind of gobble it up. 
celebrities there. You got beautiful people, weather, cars. You know, it's almost like the Fast and the Furious here. What do you uh, what do you make of the future of F1 here in the United States? Yeah, no, it's growing for sure. Now, it is growing, but it's going like, you know, people compare it like it's the NFL. They're, they're, it's like a five, like right now, I think the rights fee is like five mil or something. So, you know, they, they might get um, Joe Buck money, like $75 million or so for the whole, you know, for the year for deal. Um, and so, um, but yeah, look, it's, it's what they have captured. I think this is something on Netflix world where you don't have commercials. You know, a lot of people talk about the actual Netflix series, but I think it's more that you don't have commercials. You don't have excitement. They built up the storylines. Um, that's what people want. It's, you know, it's fast and it, it's always moving. And I think when you look at some of these sports in terms of watching, and I'm much higher on baseball than the rest of the world. I mean, baseball's doing great. However, when the games are now, you know, they're three hours, there's commercials, there's a lot of dead time. The sports that are going to succeed, I think soccer, you know, it's partly because of the TVs are better, right? We have HD and then partly soccer, you're in and out in two hours. That's, you know, you're going to be in and out in two hours. That's really important. Um, and so, uh, you know, F1 though, yeah, it's definitely having a moment. I think it will continue to grow. Give us the sports media story to keep an eye on. You got one? Well, the next one's going to be, you know, does Greg Olson get the Fox Sports uh, job, which I think he will. Um, we had Schefter and Woj. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is coming up next. And we just had like the most, you know, historic run uh, with these NFL TV moves uh, that we've had. You know, I, I guess the big thing probably for people is Apple and Sunday Ticket. I think people are very interested to see where that ends up. Does it go to Apple? Does it go to ESPN? Does it go to Amazon? I'd say Apple is probably the favorite. What is better for our brand to win a sports Emmy for this show or to continue to lose? this would be the fifth consecutive year. I would say to lose. I mean, first of all, I used to go <laughs> with, uh, when I was at ESPN, I used to go with Josh Krulowitz, or not, maybe that was before. Anyways, Josh Krulowitz from ESPN VP. I used to sit next to him and we'd predict each um, one. And I'd always predict who I thought was least deserving to get the uh, award. So th that, that that's who I found usually won. That was my little technique <laughs> to try to win. So Dan, that means you're most deserving. Okay, if you keep losing, that means you're a winner. Oh, okay. No trophy. You gotta, I can send you a program where I used to cross them off. All right, I got that one, you got that one. <laughs> uh, great stuff as always, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. That's Andrew Marshawn. He covers uh, sports media for the New York Post. Yeah, I just uh, secured the party bus for these sports Emmys. And, uh, yep, yep. Big German doing all the work. He said, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money. I said, yeah, I know, I know. It's a, it's a you know, kind of a family bonding. And uh, we're going to, got to hold, uh, what, 13 guys there. Yeah, Paul. Do you want me to ice up the cooler, get some products? Well, the, uh... that's another thing. I just don't know how much product on the way down and how much on the way back. Probably the way back would be determined by how we do in the actual ceremony. I feel like we need to get sandwiches, too. Well, good call. Great call. On the way down or the way back? I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, no, we have to decide this because then the big German has to go out and get hors d'oeuvres or finger sandwiches or whatever we're going to have on the way down. Champagne on the way back. Win or lose, we celebrate.
Yeah, Paul. I like where Seton's head at because you got beer on the way home, but let's say win or lose, it's like 11, 15 at night and we're hungry mm. and 13 people don't want to stop the bus and right. go to your McDonald's. We, we you know, get some uh, deli sandwiches, throw them in there. And How about White Castles? Do that yeah. on the way back. Uh, oh, I don't know. No. Come on, definitely not doing that on the way there. No, 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 no. <laughs> How about the very end of the drive? <laughs> the very, very end. Oh, White Castle <laughs> takes just a minute. Fancy little box with the hamburger in it. For your joy, we never fry them. We steam them on a bun. By White Castle, by the sack, because no one can eat just one. Hmm. Yes, Paul. If Fritz even looks at a bag full of White Castle, I am a little concerned about that. It's like a psychosomatic. Well, we're concerned, too. You should be. Yes. Uh, let's take a break. I got to get to phone calls, even though Fritzy says why. You know, these people take time out to, waiting contribu- a long time to contribute to the show. We'll take a break. Uh, Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady will join us coming up next hour. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I mentioned this story a little while ago where air traffic controller had to help a passenger land a plane in uh, Palm Beach area. Never flown the plane. Uh, the pilot was incoherent and then uh, had to guide him to the ground here. Uh, we just had somebody who uh, sent a text, uh, actually uh, a tweet. Randall says, uh, been a flight instructor for over 20 years, commercial pilot. I feel like I could get DP and Seton home safely in an emergency. Fritzy, too much panic. We'd crash. Paulie has vision issues. Uh, Marvin has hands too small to work the controls. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Phone calls here coming up. Uh, Nick in Colorado. Nick, thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Dan Patrick? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm his wife. I'm running to the shower. He just jumped in the shower real quick. Oh, yeah. so Nick, Nick's in the shower? Hey, hey. Hey, babe, hold, hold the phone for me, okay? I'm just going to jump in the shower real quick, okay. all right? All right. Hey, uh, sorry. Sorry, Seaton. My bad, dude. I've been waiting all morning, man. Running late, man. The uh, Wait, are you in the shower now, we're... Nick? Just got done, dude. Just oh, got okay. Done. All, all right. good. Don't worry. Great. Don't worry, guys. All right. Don't worry. I know we were talking about taking our shirts off uh, earlier and uh, feeling a little embarrassed and uh, stuff like that. Anyway, Are you naked anyway. right now, Nick? Um, yeah, I got a towel. I got a towel. Okay, I good. I got a towel. All right, good. All right. But uh, anyway, hey, thanks for taking my call, man. First time, long time, 510.5, 185. Awesome, awesome. I was calling in about the uh, the influence of uh, former players turned broadcasters. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think everybody's just trying to chase the, the ghost of John Madden, right? He really, really changed things. Everybody loved John Madden. And uh, here in Colorado, dude, we do not like Phil Simms, right? Bronco fan, <laughs> the 86 Super Bowl. And every time Phil Simms would call a Bronco game, we just hated it, dude. I hated it, man. And Tom Brady, you know, he's been a thorn in the side of so many teams for so long, especially in the AFC. Uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely going to feed into the viewers and how they, you know, to just total negativity, man. All total right. Negativity. Well, well, thank you. Nick, uh, put some clothes on. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't like Phil Simms because of what happened in the Super Bowl, 30 years ago, I'd get over that. 
There are going to be a lot of fan bases that don't like Tom Brady because of what Tom Brady did to them as a quarterback. But you're not going to turn off a game. Brandy in Iowa is back. Hi, Brandy. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, comment about the broadcast. You mentioned it earlier. I'm sure we're all thinking the same thing. And then uh, had a little NIL slash sports Emmy pitch for you. But I would say, especially right now during the playoffs, when you get so many teams of analysts, most of us, if we don't like who's on, you mute it on the one TV, and then I put the hockey on the other because those guys are just insanely talented to listen to when you listen to a broadcast. Um, So I think with Brady, you'll either – you know, you didn't put something on the other TV or turn on some tunes. Um, and then along the lines of the sports, I mean, my son, just to recap, huge Detroit fan in Iowa. We don't have our team, so he's elected Detroit. Um, we get a lot of flack for that. He's a senior right now, getting ready to go to his freshman year in college upcoming. He wants to go to a small private college so he can play football. Get to the uh, point. Better chance for Dan Patrick to enter the NIL field. Sponsoring a small college. Small guy versus the big guy, just like the sports Emmy. Um, I, I'll, no, I don't think so. Not right now. <laughs> and we wouldn't sponsor the college. We had to sponsor an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, Israel in Texas. Hi, Israel. Yes, sir. Dan Patrick. Uh, first time, long time. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I had opinions on the the broadcast booth. Mm-hmm. So whenever Phil Sims was the CBS broadcaster, I kind of cringed at his <laughs> <laughs> at his stuff. But I loved when the Packers played on Fox or Sunday night with Joe Buck. And then you had uh, Al Michaels. But, yeah, that's my opinion. On All it. right. I think well, thank you, Israel. We didn't set these calls up. No. Christy, maybe you were right. We shouldn't have gone to these calls. Uh, this, is what you, this is what you get. I can always go to Andrew in Washington. Andrew, good morning. How are you? Oh, good morning, Dan. You look 100% better today than your knit cap yesterday, so I um, hope you're feeling better. Um, real quick, just a, just a little thing on James Harden, and I have a stat of the day, but I kind of look at a few things. He's been under 25 points in 14 of his last 15 playoff games, and over the last three seasons, He's went from 36 points a game and down to 22 points a game. So you're exactly right. We're not looking at – we're not going to see an old James Harden. He is an old James Harden at this point. Other point I wanted to see is who do you think is next up in the booth after Brady if we look at some of the younger QBs in the NFL, Prescott, Mahomes, Herbert, Jackson, uh, and maybe even Baker Mayfield as somebody that in 10 or 15 years might be in the booth. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good good point, uh, Andrew. I don't know who I see in the on-deck circle. A lot of these guys, and thanks for the phone call, a lot of these guys get in there and then they hold on for dear life. Um, I mean, Boomer Esiason and Phil Sims are still there. You know, I don't know how relevant they are, but, uh, you know, CBS then brought in Nate Burleson, which, you know, they got younger, which made a lot of sense. Um you know, Fox, Fox has had Howie around and Terry Bradshaw for a long, long time. I wonder how much longer Terry's going to do it health-wise. Uh, you know, somebody's going to have a younger show. You know, that would be my approach if I, if I was going to. And maybe Amazon's going to try to do this. I would just go younger and uh, not have the, you know, 
guys who were veterans or guys who were, you know, 30 years removed from playing, I would try to go young. And like Nickelodeon did a wonderful job. I mean, they captured a whole different audience there. And uh, I, I think if you if you get that uh, fan base that's going to be able to identify with the broadcasters, with the studio uh, talent, uh, you know, that might be that might be an avenue that I would go down. If I'm Amazon, maybe you do that. I don't know who they have for their studio. It feels like they got like 20 people in there or they're you know, looking at Richard Sherman. Uh, I don't know if uh, Beast Mode is going to be part of it, but it feels like sometimes you can have too many people and, and too many voices, and then everybody has to say something. We, you know, we had a rule on Football Night in America. I would go to you if you had something to say, but I didn't have to go to you for everything, every topic, every story that you had to have an opinion, because that's when you get your analysts in trouble, where they don't, feel really confident or passionate about what they're going to say. Two hours in the books, one more to go. Hall of Famer Tracy McGrady will join us coming up. We will get to more of those phone calls, better phone calls in the final hour. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Rummaging around the man cave yesterday after all the Danettes had gone home, and I went over to Seton's desk, and I noticed that Seton had all of the uh, Panini trading cards there. Thought we were sharing the... Panini trading cards. I'm just uh, keeping them safe for you. I know. I just said maybe you could share them a little bit. Yeah, now you know where to find them. They're just right over here. Yeah, I know. Just would have been nice if I didn't have to go over there to find them. But, right. yeah, there's something for everybody in Panini trading cards. And, uh, by the way, the NFT marketplace at PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, one-of-a-kind digital cards. It's one-stop shop because uh, Panini, they have public auctions on the site You want to get cards with the NFL, NBA, French Soccer League, UFC, NASCAR. They got it all. PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain to check out the latest NFT releases. Can't say enough great things about the official trading cards and the NFTs of The Dan Patrick Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.